the over a drink. No, this isn't over a drink. We're going to start all over. Um, cut. So, cut. Beep, beep. <laughs> um, Mitch Talks Mental is a new thing. It's a new... Not a series because it's more of like an umbrella parent company of which uh, mm-hmm. Over a Drink is going to be purchased by. Um, Mitch Talks Mental is uh, essentially going to be a place that uh, anything that I create has a home. It's going to have a website, MitchTalksMental.com. Uh, it'll be blog posts. It'll be drawings. It'll be blog posts about my drawings. It'll be uh videos like this which Mm -hmm. will also be on youtube uh it'll have podcast episodes uh all talk all talking about or just centered around the idea of authentic conversation with life i feel Mm -hmm. like social media i if you look at my new uh podcast over a drink uh logo it says anti-social media um and it's the idea that social media is well, a it's just filtered. It's very much you see what people want you to see, and it's it's not real. It's plastic, uh, mm-hmm. and I want to be the opposite of that. And so uh, these conversations that we're gonna do here are gonna be uh, themed, uh, more direct and shorter. Uh, I don't have a name for it yet, but uh, Keaton here keaton tucker he's a good friend of mine um say hi keaton hey (laughs) keaton and i just recorded his testimony so go check that out the link will be in the bio um but uh i asked him last night um Mm -hmm. so short notice notice Mm -hmm. uh sorry uh but uh he his daughter just turned a year old Mm -hmm. and i wanted to know five things that fatherhood has fatherhood has taught him not necessarily five things of like how to be a good dad but like what has it done to you Mm -hmm. um it could be five tips about being dad a dad but it's that would be useless information yeah you can google that well i've been a dad a year yeah so i don't know anything no she's still cuddly (laughs) (laughs) she doesn't she doesn't want to leave the house in a Tank top and booty shorts. No, and you and she hasn't to, told me no yet. That's a big thing. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Ask yeah. someone else. <laughs> like, <laughs> so this one, this is going to be, uh, is going to be, uh, just more, uh, short, medium form than mm-hmm. what we do on the longer podcast. Mm-hmm. And so he's got his notebook, which, uh, you can see it on the camera. You can't oh, that there's a camera right here. Mm-hmm. You guys can't see it right there. Um, but, uh, had to write them down. Didn't want to forget. Yeah. Well, you're a genius. So, um, I have always talked as if I know more than I actually do. Hey, here's the thing. If you walk in, I I learned this in sales and my job, Mm -hmm. you may know 5% of what you should know, Mm -hmm. but if you're in a room with someone who knows 3%, you're the expert. That's true. And if you talk with confidence, confidence, yeah. You can convince you anyone can of convince. anything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So right now, you are, I'm coming up on a year. Mm-hmm. You are over a year. Mm-hmm. You are the expert in the room. I am. That is true. Let me drop some knowledge. Here we go. <laughs> um, okay. So one, I know you felt this. When you first become a dad, 
I've never felt so useless in my entire life. Because, like, when you're, especially the first, like, month, the baby has no idea who you are. Doesn't care who you are. Doesn't care. Only one's mom, because mom's got the goods. Yep. Um, and I remember, like, hanging out at our apartment and being like, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> it's just like, I can't cook. I wish I would have learned to cook, because I couldn't even do that. Yeah. Um, And Chelsea had asked me to learn to cook, and I just, I didn't. Yeah. So I couldn't even cook. Um. So I was, I was as about as useless as you can be. Yeah. At least you can cook. Um, <laughs> okay. So I, the things that I wrote down, things yeah. that I've learned, um, not in any particular order. Okay. Um, but. Uh, I reserve the right to interrupt you. Yeah. What, during these five. Yeah. Because I could very easily see you being like, boom, 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 boom. Then I'm like, I want to talk about all of them. And then uh, yeah. I'll go, I'll, I'll do one at a time. Okay. All right. I'm going to start with this one. Uh, and this is what I've learned. Grandparents matter. Yeah. Um, they matter for your children and they matter for you as a father. Uh, let them teach you how to parent. Hmm. Um, now, you know, like you're, you're going to have different parenting philosophies and emphasis probably than your parents did different time, you know, you, you different spouse, that kind of thing. Um, but grandparents matter. And I can't imagine trying to raise my, even my one-year-old, without the influence of my parents. Um, they have like this already, this just assurance of, cause they've raised kids of, eh, it'll be okay. Yeah. Um, you just got to let them play. They like, they don't, they don't, they're not surprised when babies cry. They don't feel a need to like make everything better. They've just got this calm strength of, I have done this before. Yeah. And my, like my little girl, Noah loves her grandparents. Hmm. Like she knows when we're pulling into their driveway, she gets really excited. She's like happy to see grandma, happy to see grandpa. And those, those extra relationships matter. And, uh, I grew up far away from my grandparents. Yeah. Um, like really far away. And so I didn't really get to know my grandparents. So I didn't know any different seeing my daughter with my parents and has really just opened up a new world for me. Mm. The, now I'm like, I'm wanting my mom and dad to write like a short biography that I can share with them when my kids get older. So they know the heritage of where they came from. That's um, cool. Yeah. So, um, grandparents matter. That's the first thing I've learned. Yeah. My, my parents live five minutes down. I feel the tension that you're walking in mm-hmm. about too, because you're super close to mm-hmm. your parents, mm-hmm. both your relationship, but also like geography wise. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm like uh, 10 minutes away. Same. And my, my parents get so much baby time, mm-hmm. so much baby time. Mm-hmm. My in-laws are wonderful. They're mm-hmm. great, mm-hmm. but they live in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So their time is like FaceTime. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's also like, thank God for technology. That at least yeah. That. Yeah. But it's just like how, how gr- you're moving to other grandparents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, selfishly, I'm like, Hey guys, you move here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so one of the things that, you know, I've really spent a lot of time this year learning about the um, sixth commandment, honor your father, or is it the fifth? Fifth commandment, um, honor your father and mother, that yeah. it may go well with you and you may live long in the land. And, you know, the 10 commandments, when you read them on the surface, are very, very simple. But if you are willing to dive into them, they are incredibly deep. Hmm. And, one of the best things you can do for your parents is live close to them, at least one set, because it validates everything that they did raising you. Hmm. 
and they get to pass on um, the joy they had of raising you to grandchildren without the burden of responsibility of raising children. So it's like, it's almost like second parenting where you get to experience all the joy without wondering, am I going to screw them up? Hmm. And it's a way of honoring your mother and father. And so I think everyone should live close to at least one set of parents. If you can now we like, we're cross country now. So what we're going to do is we're going to make it a priority to come here to see my mom and dad for multiple times a year. Yeah. Like it's going to cost us a lot of money, but I want my, I want my daughter and my future children to know my mom and dad really, really well. Yeah. So if that means we have to spend a few extra thousand dollars a year to travel, we're, we're going to do it. Um, yeah. To make sure that they get to know them. That's really good. The, 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 the expense there is not the money. It's the getting on a plane with a one-year-old. Oh, I, I'm going to Hawaii in a week yeah. with a 10 month old. Mm-hmm. Ask me why I did that. I don't know. Did you buy the early morning flights? We are bored at 6 a.m. No, you're, you're screwed. I know. We did that when we went on vacation to Virginia. We took the early flight because it was the cheap one. And Noah had a full-on meltdown for the last 30 minutes of the plane. Couldn't calm her down for anything. And, and there's nothing worse. Horrible. There's nothing worse than like, as like the people pleaser in me, I'm like seeing people looking at me and I'm like, I love you so much, but please just shut up. <laughs> like, please stop. Yeah. Like, and my wife's like, she's a baby. She's fine. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm, I'm a baby and I'm not fine. <laughs> Moms are so much better at nature. Oh, they're so much better yeah. at everything. Gosh. Yeah. All right. Second thing. Okay. Um, second thing. I, I've learned this recently. Um, the space between the couch and the floor is a wide disconnection for children. Yeah. So <laughs> when Noah, she's at that age where she's really trying to engage with me and Chels yeah. and she'll like, she'll like hand us stuff. She wants us to like pay attention to her. And I've noticed when I'm sitting on the couch, which is no higher than this chair, she's on the floor. She is kind of like her energy is lower. Mm-hmm. Um, her playful, she's kind of playing by herself. She'll occasionally look up at me, but it's almost like she's looking at me like, you don't seem like you're very interested in playing with me. Yeah. If I go from the chair to the ground, her eyes, they literally light up. Yeah. She's got everything. She wants to crawl on me. She wants to hand me all of her toys. She wants to take things away, put things in my mouth. Like <laughs> it cha- it's 18 inches. Yeah. But for her, it is this wide gap of disconnection that says, oh, you don't really want to play with me. Dang. Um, and the the one thing that kids need more than anything is their parents' attention. Mm. It's literally the best thing that you can give your kids. And so I've now started being like, I'm not going to sit on the couch. I'm going to sit on the floor hmm. and play with my daughter. Her attention span is really short, but as long as I'm sitting there, she'll like wander, come back, wander, come back. It means the world to her. Yeah. And uh, it's a great gift. Ah, man, you, I didn't, even today I realized like you just like put words to an experience that I had today. I was, Mm -hmm. I was sitting on like the couch and Benny was sitting in the middle Mm -hmm. of the floor playing with all our things. And I sat on the floor and I handed her her little ball and Mm -hmm. she grabbed it and looked at it like, and shoved it back at me. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to teach her how to catch, um, not (laughs) going well. Yeah. (laughs) I just keep tossing the ball at her and it just bounces off. (laughs) Never too early. No. Hey. If she's gonna be an all-American, then we're just kidding. you got to start her. I got. Now. She better start now. Put the pressure. We're putting on. her in vocal lessons tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> hey, does she? Is she at that age where she's handing you books? Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah. every time Noah hands me a book, I open it and read it to her. Hmm. No matter, it doesn't, doesn't matter what I'm doing. You just, I, will, I open it and I read it. We only use, get through like one page. Yeah. But that's all she wants. She loves her books. And her, mm-hmm. She's her daddy's daughter. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but it's just like, hey, are you, are you paying attention to me? It's the, mm-hmm. I, the fun thing that we've been doing is the binky in the mouth. So she'll take it out and pop it into mine and then mm-hmm. look at me like silly and grab it and pop it back into her. Yeah. And she will do it for endless Forever. until mm-hmm. I stop her. She will mm-hmm. continue to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Noah's stopped doing that the other night, which made me sad because that was our favorite bedtime game. <laughs> but now it's just put the whole binky in my mouth and watch it disappear and then pull it out. <laughs> We're not. Yeah. I love when babies get so excited over something that they can't, they don't have like the ability to process it. So they just like, they're kicking their legs and they're throwing. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is the best thing ever. Okay. Uh, number three. Um, and this kind of goes with what I had just talked about. Um, be actively present and engaged with your kids. Hmm. Um, it, as much as you can, it takes so much diligence to refocus on a child who offers you nothing. Yeah. You know, like, uh, my brother asked me the day, he's like, someone had told him that people only have kids so they can experience the joy of being parents. And I was like, that is not true <laughs> at all. Like that only a single person with no children would say such a ridiculous yeah. statement Yeah, because it is really difficult to engage with someone who can't really I mean, she can't have a Dude, conversation no. with me. The The most we get is dad, 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 you know? Um, but when I'm actively engaged in whatever she's doing, yeah, it, it's, it's different. And yeah. um, it also makes my, our marriage better. You know, like when you have kids, marriage satisfaction tends to go down. And so a lot of times it's like, well, we just need more date nights. And yeah, you should have date nights. But really um, marriage satisfaction when you have kids doesn't come from more date nights away from the kids. It comes from family engagement. Yeah. Like everyone, you guys, together. Are, do, you guys do a really good job of that. You guys go on hikes a lot together mm-hmm. and do a lot of things together. Yeah. It's well, so it's very important for my wife. Yeah. She like Chelsea's always wanted a close knit family and I'm like ambitious dreamer. I could, if I'd work all day if I could. Yeah. And, but I've also always wanted a close knit family. Those things are in competition. And so I, I like the other night I was at the library trying to work on something. Yeah. And Chelsea texted me, are you going to be home for dinner? Which is part of my next point. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to. I put the phone down. I was like, I'm going to be home for dinner. Yeah. I'm not missing dinner. So yeah. I drove home, made <laughs> home for dinner. Um, those things matter. Yeah. They matter a lot. No, that's, yeah, that's really important. I think it's mm-hmm. so hard. that That's a conflict that I, maybe it'll be a conversation for another time. We can do a Zoom call when you mm-hmm. leave. But I'd love to talk about the conflict of achieving because that's so hard for me mm-hmm. the conflict of achieving and then being present like even like today again i mean i work from home mm-hmm. and benny's crawling around i'm trying to i have emails that i just keep here dinging and i need to get to them and mm-hmm. and like the attention that you need to pay like you're saying mm-hmm. like it would be so easy for me like she at one point i was sitting in my chair and she was holding onto my knee just looking at me just saying da 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 mm-hmm. da da and I was like, I got frustrated because mm-hmm. I was like, babe, I have to do this work. Yeah. In 10 years, I'm not gonna be like, oh, I remember when I got that, that email yeah. done, but I'm going to look back and be like, I miss when she would just grab my knee and yeah. say, dad, 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 dad. Yeah. And so like, you have to like refocus because mm-hmm. societally you get on LinkedIn and it's like, oh man, I've worked 19 hours straight and I did this, this, that, and the other, and look at me and pat me on the back. And it's yeah. like, 
Yeah. But you do, I mean, you have the responsibility to do your job well. Yeah. But also yeah. like, but an email in my world, the world, I, like the job that I have, an email can wait 15 minutes. Yeah. A hundred, yeah. 99 times out of a hundred, unless it's like, I literally can't think of a circumstance where it yeah. can't wait 10 minutes. Yeah. Email can definitely wait. Uh, yeah. But if you're at home, you want to be present. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say, and we can talk about this a different time. With the work, the work family thing. Yeah, I do think men really love their work one because it makes their ego feel good, and it feels like you're contributing to the world more. And yeah. there is definitely something to that. It's also the easiest thing to draw you away from the most important hmm. thing that you can ever do. So one of my favorite examples of this is John Adams. Yeah, John Adams was our second president, incredibly successful in formulating the Massachusetts State Constitution, um, the Declaration of Independence. Um, he didn't actually get to help with the um, directly with the writing of the American constitution. Cause he was in Europe, very, very successful politician, lawyer. Yeah. One of America's greats, his family, other than one, I mean, he had one son become president, but he was young enough that his dad, when his dad returned, he was able to raise him. Most of his kids became alcoholics and like troubles in society because he didn't raise them. He wasn't there. He was off doing what he needed to do for his work. And so what he did is he set up generations because yeah, to, for Dang. bad examples, we remember him as a great president, his kids and grandkids, no idea. Dang. So choose, choose which one you want, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a, around the house, I have, um, little pieces of black paper with, hmm. uh, white chalk pencil, whatever. Hmm of Bible verses and sayings Mm -hmm. and um, the one that's by my, the light walking into my room is we get to choose the words that our kids Mm -hmm. use to define us. May we choose them wisely. Mm. And so easily it could be like, Oh, my dad was like successful, Mm -hmm. but he he wasn't here. Mm -hmm. Like, would you rather be here or would Mm -hmm. you rather like, I don't know. I don't know that. Really, yeah, let's talk yeah. about that on another time because yeah. we can go. We can go far. Yeah. I don't remember most of the lessons my mom or dad taught me, but presence. But they were there. Yeah, they were never not there. Ministry of presence. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, let's go with this one, and then I'll. No, let's do this one. <clears throat> um, presiding over presiding over your household is vital for the flourishing of a family life. Um, is another way of saying, be there. Yeah. When your wife's awake, be awake. Um, so like when Chelsea wakes up, I wake up. Hmm. Um, cause on her work, I'm always an early riser. Yeah. Her work days though, she has to wake up a little early. She's a nurse. Me. Yeah. So I, I wake up with her. Yeah. I don't go to bed till she goes to bed. Um, I'm of like, I'm in my household as frequently as I possibly can, because there's something about being there that matters. Yeah. Um, and, um, our marriage or in our family life, if I'm gone a lot, it, it's different. It changes. Yeah. I feel, I feel like a stranger in my own house, hmm. which means I feel like a stranger to my little girl and, uh, I don't want to feel like a stranger. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of these all have to come down to like, to just be present, but, yeah. um, and then the other one that I wrote down is you are the primary teacher of your children. Start now. Um, 
we are, and I said this during the testimony for better or for worse, we're a product of our parents. Yeah. Um, and, uh, actually in, in, uh, the Jewish mind, the rabbis teach that, um, the father is the primary teacher of children mm. and he has an obligation to teach his children everything that they know. Um, so it's a, like, you know, in Deuteronomy, it says over and over again, fathers teach this to your children and your children's children, these laws, these ways. Um, the way that children view their parents is always going to be very different. Um, I will n- probably in Noah's world, I will never be her nurturer. She tells me everything kind of person. Yeah. Um, but I will be the one that she comes to for, for guidance and wisdom and for protection. Yeah. I can guarantee that's what she comes to me for. Yeah. She will talk to her mother about whatever she needs to talk about when she needs help. She'll come to me. Yeah. Um, and I can only establish that relationship if I teach her things starting now. Mm-hmm. So in little things like she's one. So what can she learn? Well, we're learning how to flip the light switch. <laughs> um, we're learning words. We're identifying animals. Um, right now she's really into dogs. So we go look for dogs and she goes, dog. <laughs> um, and I say this all the time. If she misbehaves, the one thing that we say, I say to her all the time is we're tuckers. We don't do that. Um, cause I'm bringing myself into her world. Yeah. It's not, don't do that. It's, this is who we are. We don't. So for example, if sometimes she's at that age where she can't express anything. So she just throws temper tantrums. And so I always stop her and I say, we're tuckers. We don't throw temper tantrums. She has no idea what I'm talking about. Um, but I'm practicing being her teacher for later in life when it matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really wise. I learned it from my dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's wise even in itself mm-hmm. to learn, like to take instruction because oh, yeah. uh, good leaders have lots of wise counsel. Mm-hmm. Um, that's biblical. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude. Wow. Um, I love that. I, it's really, it, Milana said mm-hmm. something the other day. We were all at the pool mm-hmm. and Benny f- like she loves to, she like can like sit on the edge and then like roll over and like she, it's it's insane. She'll grab the edge and then just plop herself in mm-hmm. and hold on to the edge while we're like, we're like, <laughs> what, who did, where did you learn this? Uh-huh. But she did it once and missed and hit her like, mm-hmm. and I grabbed, scooped her up and I grabbed her and I held her and Milana goes, I don't, I wonder when she'll realize that like she has this massive dad as like a father, like Mm -hmm. she can just like cuddle into him. And Mm -hmm. like, he is like my safe spot. Like Mm -hmm. that's something that you're establishing right now is like, I am safe. Mm -hmm. I am the safe place for you. Mm -hmm. I think they actually know already. Really? Oh yeah. When Noah has like nightmares of any kind, she wakes up in the middle of the night. She doesn't want mom. She wants dad. Really? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think they know. I think they intrinsically know that, um, mom has certain things that mom can do for, for her and dad has certain things he can do for her and you need both. And I think they actually know which one is which. That's cool. I think it's wired into our DNA. You need a mom and a dad. Yeah. And well, and that's step on toe, step on toe, step on toes. Um, that's when it comes down to like gender roles are important when that throughout the Bible too. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. like, they're like defined. Um, but yeah, because I'm never going to be as nurturing as Chelsea is. I just, I won't be. Um, and you're not as like, maybe you are, 
I mean, I'm not as empathetic in terms of like if like the fake cries that mm-hmm. they, they manufacture oh, do not work for me. I'm like, I, no, not at all. I'll watch her, like, uh, like, or she'll like fall down and I'll watch the whole thing happen. Yeah. I'm like, you're fine. Mm-hmm. And Jess is across the room picking her up. She's mm-hmm. not fine. And I'm like, she's fine. Like, <laughs> I watched it happen. Yeah. She's fine. She's fine. <laughs> yeah. I think there's, and I think it comes down to like the way this, our souls are designed. Like, yeah. it's kind of hard to put into words. Yeah. But we all know what it's like to step into the presence of someone and be like, I am safe here. And then you step into the presence of another, of, of another person and you're like, I feel seen here hmm. just by, by who they are. And I think children do feel that. I think they know like women, you know, in Genesis chapter two, I think is what earth three Eve gets the name from Adam. Um, it calls her Eve. She is the mother of all living. Hmm. Um, to be the mother of all living means you can not only um, grow life, give birth to life. You also can sustain life. Women have their body is perfectly designed to create life and to sustain life. Okay. So within what is men's role? It's everything to do. Men are perfectly designed to defend life. Hmm. We're naturally stronger, naturally bigger. We're naturally more aggressive. Um, And those things lend itself to preserving and keeping preserving life and keeping people safe. And, what that also entails, it's not just physical. It also involves the teaching of children, making sure that they, um, they're okay. Like she's fine. You're going to have to let your kids go through suffering yeah. without rescuing them because it's good for them. And dads are able to be, it'll be okay. And their wives yeah. need them because the wife wants to run and be like, I got you. It's okay. Yeah. You know? we, we've been practicing this thing with her. They're like doing dangerous things safely. Mm-hmm. Like she likes to crawl up on the fireplace and we have all the padding and stuff on there, but she's like, and she's learning edges of mm-hmm. our like leaning over the edge mm-hmm. and like, how do I get down from here? And the amount of times that she's fallen on her face is a lot. It is a lot. It, but she's learning. And like, mm-hmm. we have to sit there and watch her. I'm like, you're going to fall on your face. You're going to fall on your face. Here it comes in as you're on your face. Mm-hmm. But the other day she, up. the other day she sat down, she put her legs down, she turned mm-hmm. herself over and she, and I was like, you there did you it. Like, um, you didn't fall on your face. I still fall on my face. <laughs> um, well, uh, Keith, thank, all those were amazing. And thank you for taking the time to thoughtfully put them down. Mm-hmm. We both have to go get our daughters. Um, sure do. And so I don't really, this is going to be the first one of these, and I don't really know how to close it. I'll probably do some post production stuff. Um, uh, but hit the subscribe button, uh, share it, comment. Uh, what are some things that you have learned if you're a dad? What are some things that you are nervous about if you're about to be a dad? Uh, I'd love to build a community here uh, around authentic conversation about things that are stigmatized as considered to be weak, uh, where they're just not. They're just real and they're authentic and they're genuine. And mm-hmm. so this conversation, I hope, was that. I hope it was a breath of fresh air. Um, as compared to the um, heavily perfumed life of social media. And so, Mm. um, yeah, Uh, thank you for joining us. And until next time, peace.